Hey friends, welcome back to Moonshot Entrepreneur to another episode. Today's episode sounds a bit serious, but at the end of the day, you are going to walk away refreshed and sustained, not because of me, of course, but because I am about to to share scriptures with you, which should help you if you are scared. So today's topic is serious. We are speaking about the Ukraine war and the anxiety around that, not specifically about the war, but the anxiety which that war might have created in your heart. I know that many people in Europe are worried that this war is going to spill over to other countries. Um, Perhaps if you're not in Europe, you might be in the US or somewhere else, Um, but also US President Biden has spoken about the danger of starting World War III, and I know that many people all over the world are following the news and seeing the pictures on TV, and maybe you are having this crippling fear in the night or anxiety attacks, or perhaps you're doing okay, but every now and then fear just creeps up. And as Christians, friends, we do not mourn like the world mourns. We do not have fear like the world has fear. We have a way out. And there are six scriptures which I would like to share with you today, which should help you to overcome your crippling fear in case you are having anxiety attacks. So let's dig into this now. Hey friends, welcome to Moonshot Entrepreneur. This is the place where we partner with God to build His custom design calling for our life. In this podcast, you'll get laser focused on aligning your life with God and you will learn the strategies to implement true change. Along with that, you will also learn to create the time and income for the amazing dreams God has for you. Sounds like a moonshot? Well, Set your expectations high, because when we dare to partner with God, anything is possible. I promise you that we're going to have a ton of fun on this journey together. So grab your notebook and pen and pursue with me your God-led life transformation. Let's go. Wow, what craziness is happening in the world, friends. Did any one of you think that this Ukraine war would blow up like this? Well, I certainly haven't. And it makes me also think about all the other things which are happening in the world um, lately, which sort of can throw us into panic mode and can throw us into anxiety. Before the Ukraine war, it was COVID. Before COVID, it was the financial crisis. And in between, there was the Ebola outbreak. So many things happen all around us. And we are trying to shine our light in a world full of hostility and challenges. Um, The Church of Christ, and I'm not speaking about a specific denomination here, but we as Christians are the Church of Christ and we are not called to figure out things ourselves. So what I really want to mention here is that I have a Facebook group, uh, which is called Moonshot Entrepreneur, and I want to create this group to be a space for honest discussions, encouragement, and learning from other Christians. Um, You do not have to be a super Christian or feel super holy to be part of this. If you are a Christian, if you believe in Jesus Christ, just come along and see um, and learn from other people. And we are going to talk about 
these heavy topics, but also about simple things like parenting young children in a godly way while working and many things more. Um, so if you're interested, pause this episode right now, send out your request. Um, and even if you're not sure about that request, just send out the Facebook request because you can at least see what is happening in the group and learn and flourish together. I also leave um, certain freebies in the Facebook group of the episodes I have recorded before. So if you're interested, just hit pause and send a request. And if you do not know how to do that on Facebook, just um, scroll down in this episode to the description of this episode and you will find the link to the Facebook group at the bottom right after the description or within the description but at the bottom of the description if you know what I mean <laughs> but I'm sure you do okay so let's get into today's topic as I said crippling fear and anxiety um, can come not just because of these large-scale uh, negative global events but also of changing circumstances um, I think it's it's sort of the feeling of a loss of control which throws us into anxiety. And in many ways, this is normal. Crippling fear and anxiety is a problem, though, because we are Christians and we are not effective when we are crippled. We are to be the light of the world. We are here to show other people and to live out a life which points to God, to God who is in control over anything happening in your world. He's in control and he loves us. He sent his son to die on a cross, not just for fun, but because he loves us and he wants the entire world to be saved. So today I will share a couple of moments I struggled with crippling fear and anxiety because to be frank, I'm not, um, you know, exempt here. And you, many of you know that I'm a lay reader at the Church of England here in Switzerland. Uh, we have a congregation in Bern, and I'm a lay reader there. It's a formal role, even though it's a voluntary role, so I work. But in my vocation as a lay reader, I preach, I teach the Bible, um, I try to be a role model, and yet I'm not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I'm fallen to just like you, I need Jesus, just like you. And I also have times of uh, crippling fear and anxiety. But whenever such things happen, God has always turned things around and helped me um, by leading me to certain scriptures. And today I would like to share six scriptures with you. So, but before we get into the scriptures, I want to share what were the situations which caused anxiety within me. And there were various reasons, as you will see. There were also personal reasons, not just things happening on a global scale. Now, one time I was really having a, a difficult period was when my baby girl, I have a daughter who is seven now, but when she was really young, we had to give her to the nursery and I was really panicking because there were these um, newspaper articles about abuse and our daughter she was um, usually she was crying when we were trying to give her to the people at the nursery which is probably pretty normal but as a first-time mother I was quite 
maybe crazy in that sense, I had this crippling fear that something might happen to her. And then my mom very graciously reminded me that I cannot protect her 24-7, even if I try to, and that I will have to trust God to take care of her. So um, that is surely one helpful tip that if you have Christian friends, just remember that you are not alone on this walk. And maybe here I would also once again remind you of the Facebook group, um, Moonshot Entrepreneur. If you join that group, we want to be Christians who help each other. You do not have to face your, your daily challenges by yourself. There are many people who have walked in your shoes before you, in maybe in different circumstances, but with similar challenges. And we are here to encourage each other to and to point each other to God. So um, I want to mention that you can find the link to the Facebook group below in the description of this episode, or you can just go to Facebook and go to the groups and write Moonshot Entrepreneur. Now, the second time I, I really had um, really a crippling fear was when I tested positive for COVID-19. Now, I didn't fear that I would die. That that wasn't really my fear. It was um, the circumstances were different. I was away for an entire week uh, because I'm also studying. I'm doing an executive MBA. And for that entire week, I was away from home. And that is always difficult for me because I really, you know, I, I don't mind being busy, but I really cherish the time back at home with my husband and with my little one. And so it's always difficult for me to leave for one week or for an extended period of time. So right after coming back, I discovered that I tested positive, which meant that I'm going straight into isolation for about two weeks. And that almost killed me uh, emotionally, but then also um, what happened is that during that week, the Ukraine war broke out. During that same week, my mother-in-law fell unconscious while we were chatting on, or while I was chatting with her on Skype and she fell unconscious. She had a terrible fall. Um, she didn't wake up while we, we, means the people standing around her, like my father-in-law and my sister-in-law, tried to wake her up. And it was just crippling to see that I'm just watching this unfolding in front of my very eyes, and I'm not able to do anything. And that is perhaps, that was really worse for me because I am someone who likes to jump into action. I'm someone who who likes to plan things out, out to get things executed, to help and to solve problems and just to watch and do nothing and just be confined in a room. That was really hard for me, especially as I knew that my husband, he was, um, he was, um, in another room in another, on another floor downstairs. I couldn't go and fetch him as this was unfolding because he was, because I had COVID and he didn't, so I didn't want to get him infected, but I somehow had the crippling fear that something worse was going to happen. And luckily, for those of you who are wondering, my mother-in-law is back, she's okay, um, she has sprained her neck, but otherwise she is more or less fine. But at that moment, it looked really bad and it looked like she was going to die because we were not uh, able to wake her up. And once she was awake, once she was conscious, she was not able to speak at all. She was just mumbling and they had to go straight 
straight to the hospital with her. So that was really a, a crippling time. Another time which was um, also crippling was also related to COVID-19, but that was in 2020 when there was an outbreak and people didn't quite know much about the um, about this illness or this virus. And as you might know, my sister is a doctor um, in the hospital. And at that time, they had such a need for protective gear. And um, here in Switzerland, they didn't have enough uh, of that, not enough masks, um, no protection. And there were times when the outbreak was so high that she was required to be a frontline worker and to go into looking after people, which is okay. And that didn't really panic me. But when I got panicked was when I knew about cases and about days where she had looked after COVID patients without any protection and without any gear. And that also was a time when I broke out into tears because I was just so panicked that something might happen to her. She had to isolate. She didn't um, see her child who was very young at that time. I think he was about, hmm, how old was he? Maybe eight years old. And that was just heartbreaking to see and to watch and to know that she's in this house alone and trying to help people to, I mean, she was isolating at home, but then again, going into the hospital because you just have to work. You cannot just stay back and say, well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm calling in sick or anything that doesn't work. So she had to work. Um, and then there were, of course, other instances in my childhood. Um, there was the, um, how do you say, the Chernobyl uh, situation uh, with, with the nuclear um, plant being having cracks and, and then uh, that radioactivity spreading through the air over to Switzerland. I remember the Iraq war and Saddam Hussein um, threatening to, to start a nuclear war. So there were different situations in my life. But as a child, I do not remember panicking exactly, but I remember that I was a bit worried about that. But as a child, I just, you know, played or I don't know, I just got distracted. But the older I get, the more I realize that sometimes there can be crippling events. And so what do we do as Christians? How do we react to these things? And I think we really need to remember that we have a God. And so I would like to share six scriptures with you now, which helped me during various times and which I hope will help you too as you feel anxious. So the first um, portion of scripture which I would like to share with you is from 2 Timothy chapter 1. And um, to give you a bit more of context, Timothy um, was a very young preacher who was set above a church and Paul the Apostle is writing to him and is encouraging him because this Timothy is really struggling with fear and struggling to trust in the Holy Spirit and struggling to trust in his calling. So, um, so Paul writes to Timothy to encourage him. So we pick it up at uh, in chapter 1 of 2 Timothy uh, and in verse 4. 
As I remember your tears, Paul says here, I long to see you, Timothy, that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you, Timothy, to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Now, what does this even mean? First of all, I, I want to draw your attention to verse 7, which I just uh, read. I read from verse 4 to verse 7. And in verse 7, Paul says, For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Now, that means that we do not need to fear. We have the Holy Spirit within us, and he gives us power and love and self-control. Power in a situation where we feel that there is no control. Power to believe in Christ. Power to believe in his redeeming work. And power to spring into action if it is required of us while everyone else is crippled in fear we can spring into action and encourage them we can give them hope and he has given us not just a spirit of power but also of love and self-control now self-control has not just to do with self-control that you do not eat that chocolate because you want to reduce your weight self-control means spiritual self-control the self-control not to panic, the self-control to go to scriptures when we feel like panicking. We do not have to be led by, by our emotions. And he has also given us love, the spirit of love, to love people who offend us, to love people who are our enemies. Now, love doesn't mean that their um, atrocities do not count, but love means that we pray for them, that we hold them accountable in the means we can, and that we leave the rest to God. Now I would like to lead you to the second scripture which I would like to share with you today. And I begin with Isaiah chapter 40, 54, sorry, Isaiah chapter 54, and I will begin to read to you uh, from verse 7 onwards. For a brief moment, I deserted you, but with great compassion, I will gather you. In overflowing anger, for a moment, I hid my face from you, but with everlasting love, I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Now, what is the context of this passage? The context is that Israel or the people of God, the nation of God had been so rebellious that he decided to send them into exile, that another nation would come and overpower them and carry them away uh, forcefully. But he also wanted to remind them that, that um, this would be a brief moment that they would feel deserted, that he would still have great compassion on them, that they would feel that he has overflowing anger, but that that feeling would only last for a moment. It would only last for a moment, that feeling that God has hidden his face from them, because at the end of the day, they would see his everlasting love and his everlasting compassion and his redemption. And then 
we go on in verse 13 within Isaiah chapter uh, 54. And I want to read this portion to you where God reminds them um, how he treats them. All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Now let us stop right here. What does that mean? The Holy Spirit is within you, and he teaches you the laws, the word. He will bring to remembrance the words of God, which give you peace. So great shall be the peace of your children. And then in verse 14, in righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. If anyone stirs up strife, it is not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you shall fall because of you. Behold, I have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have also created the ravager to destroy. No weapon that is fashioned against you shall succeed, and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication from me, declares the Lord. Now, what does this mean? He reminds them that, yes, he is sending them to exile using a, another nation, which is um, far more powerful than them. And in this context, it was a punishment because they had rebelled against um, God for multiple um, decades and because they had rejected the Lord even though they knew better and they were called to be his children and they had seen all his miracles and had had a close walk which doesn't mean that this is the same which is happening in Ukraine but what I want to say here and point out here is that God doesn't forsake someone forever and especially not his children and even if he punishes them no weapon that is fashioned against them shall succeed forever Yes, he has created the person who destroys and he has helped the smith create the weapons, but he's going to protect them at the end of the day. And we must re remember that. Okay, the third scripture which I would like to share is probably quite popular, but go to Psalm 91 and read verse 1. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So that means actually our trust is in God Almighty and we rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Like little children, like, like little eagles who trust in the shadow, in, in the wings of their mother. Like that we can trust in him and this Psalm. Actually, you should read the entire psalm. I'm just going to pick out a few verses um, to get my point across, but read the entire psalm and you will see that God is promising protection there. And all the protection you enjoy is actually should be understood against the backdrop of verse number one, which says that we dwell in the shelter of the Most High and we need to remind ourselves that we abide in the shadow of the Almighty. So I will continue to read verses 5 to 9 to you of Psalm 91. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, 
aka COVID. I'm uh, inserting that here. Nor the destruction of that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. Okay, so now let me share another verse with you. Um, it is from Ephesians chapter 3. And it speaks here about the love of God. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now this is really a beautiful passage, and it speaks to several ideas here, which I re which really strike me. First of all, in verse fifteen, he Paul says that every family is in in heaven and on earth is named by the Father, and He calls them. And it also speaks about the power through His Spirit in the inner being. It speaks about um, Christ dwelling in our hearts. And it speaks about being rooted and grounded in love. And it speaks about the strength to comprehend together with all the saints, which are all the Christians, um, the breadth and length and height and depth of God's love, of Christ's love, and that the knowledge of Christ's love surpasses all knowledge and understanding and that ultimately we will be filled with the fullness of God and with peace, a peace which nobody else can give us. And it also reminds us that God is able to do far more abundantly than all that we can think of. We should not be panicked because we should know the power of God. The power of God at work within this world in the sense that he is actually in charge of history, in charge of global rulers. They think that they are in charge. But at the end of the day, God knows how to pull the strings that things will pan out exactly like he has planned. So we should never be panicked. Okay. Now I would like to share with you John chapter 16. And Jesus is here speaking to his disciples and preparing them before he goes to the cross. He wants to prepare them um, because he knows that they will be going through a very hard time and that they will be panicked 
until he is risen and until they can grasp what has happened. So he wants them to know the following. In John chapter 16, verse 27, For the Father himself loves you, because you have loved me and have believed that I came from God. So let us stop right here. God loves you and God loves me. Not because we are awesome and because we get it right, not because we do not panic or because we know all the answers, but just because we have placed our faith in Jesus Christ. And we do not need to think that God is angry with us or that he's punishing us or that he doesn't care about us. In fact, Jesus cared so much about the disciples that he wanted to prepare them even before the anxious event happened. And then in verse 32 of the same chapter, Behold, the hour is coming, Jesus said. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered, each to his own home, and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. I have said these things, things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, this is the most beautiful verse, I would say, or most beautiful passage, I would say, um, which I would like to leave you with um, as the final scripture which I share. So Jesus is saying here and telling them what will happen. He's telling them that they will be so panicked that they will be scattered, each one, each man for himself, and everyone will leave him. Yet, even though the entire world leaves him, even though Jesus will be um, hanged on a cross and nailed to a cross, Jesus is saying here, yet I am not alone, for the Father is with me. So he was relying upon the power of his Father and trusting in the plan of his Father, even though it was actually very painful for him, and even though he was about to suffer. And we have access to that same strength through Jesus Christ. And moreover, Jesus is saying here, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. So even though the entire world is going to be turned upside down, even though their entire existence is going to be turned upside down, they're not going to make any sense of what is happening because they have never ever expected what is going to happen. Even though all these things are going to happen to the disciples, he wants them to have peace in Christ. So things can run crazy around you, but we are to have faith in Christ and to have our peace in him. And he's saying here, in the world you will have tribulation. So he's not promising that we're going to live uh, a rosy um, life full of chocolate and flowers and birds chirping, but he's saying that it's going to be tough. There are times which are going to be really tough. But then finally he says, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So let us place our trust in God. As I wrap this up, let me remind you that God is in control. And if you are having crippling fears, go to the scriptures, fill your mind with God's word. 
instead of the pictures around the world of things falling astray. Because as Jesus reminds us here, yes, things will go wrong many times in your life. There will be much tribulation, much havoc, wars and rumors of wars, famine and many more things and maybe personal crisis. But remember that God has overcome the world, that he loves you and that he is in control and that he gives you the power to get through these tough times. Call out lies which come from Satan, which tell you that he doesn't care or which tell you that you have no other way out other than panicking and being crippled and being thrown into a depression. Affirm to look for God and for the Holy Spirit's help. Okay, and just for purposes of um, giving an easier time for you to look these verses up, let me summarize once more which were the sections we looked at. So the first verse or the first passage of scripture which I shared with you was from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verses 4 to 7. Then we looked at Isaiah chapter 54 verses 7 and 8 as well as 13 and 17. Then I recommended to you that you would look at Psalm 91 and I specifically spoke about verse 1 and verses 5 to 9 but I recommend that you read the entire psalm and then I shared with you Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 to 20 and John chapter 16 verses 27, 32 and 33. Okay so let me leave you with the prayer. Holy Spirit, thank you, Lord, today for bringing the listeners here who really needed to hear this message. I believe, Lord, that you brought them here and we know that you have prepared a way out for us every day. And you make us hear the things you want us to hear and you remind us in different ways. Sometimes it comes from the mouth of another Christian or sometimes it comes from the Bible itself. Sometimes it becomes evident through life circumstances that you are with us. You have different ways to work and we thank you for that. We thank you for Jesus' words. We thank you for the word of God, for the Bible, for having access to it. Um, in the home, but even in our pockets if we have a Bible app. And we thank you for your strength, for strengthening us, for not leaving us alone, for being with us. And we pray that as panic creeps in, as fears creep in, that you would remind us of the word of the Lord, of your strength, of your love, and of your power, that we might totally rely upon you and that we might come back nourished and share the light and hope with the world which is crippled. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope this has helped you and blessed you, my friends. I really hope that after this episode, you feel much better. Don't forget to go pick up your Bible, read the verses for yourself, and also go to Google and look up verses. Um, against anxiety or to battle anxiety, but never read a verse just like that. Try to read a little bit before that verse and after that verse so that you get the context. If you do not know the context, try to get hold of a commentary. Um, try to speak to your 
pastor or to your priest or to some Christian friend who is mature in faith. And then just do not take their word. Go and look for yourself in the Bible and make sure that they are not taking you for a ride, that their um, doctrine is also sound and that their teaching is also sound. And if you abide in God, he will abide in you. If you abide in Jesus, he will abide in you. So do not worry. Dig into the Bible. Um, share your favorite verse against anxiety over on the Facebook group, which is Moonshot Entrepreneur. Once again, just go pause this episode and um, request to join the group. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Stay wrapped up in Christ's love. Until next time. Real quick before you go, if this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving me a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I seriously am lit up every time I hear from you guys. So if this show has impacted your life in some way, just let me know about it. And here's the second thing you can do. Take a screenshot of this episode or of your review and go share it over on Facebook and tag me. God bless as you dare to make the change.